It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, it's always my buddy McCarthy, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only John Malika. And he's here today to help me break down, as always, the New York Knicks. John, what's going on, bro? How is your how how has your day been? How was yesterday? You were at the garden, not for Knicks, because they were off as they were traveling to Indiana to play this game that just happened now, uh, as we're recording at 1028 PM on a Wednesday night. How was watching the Rangers home opener, man? What was going on? Oh man, uh I was I was sick yesterday at the fact that the Yankees got pinned at the same exact time. Uh, as the New York Rangers home opener. And then today we find out that the Houston, uh, uh the, the, the night on the Sunday games are going to get moved for their perspective teams. I don't even want to get into it because it's absolutely disgusting that it didn't happen for us. So I was already heated going into the Rangers game. I had to sell my Yankees playoff ticket because I'm taking a group into the New York Rangers game. So I have to kind of be there to take care of it. It was a really fun time, but I had the Yankees going on my phone uh, the entire time on my stream. The Rangers were killing. They won, beat the Lightning, which was great because the last time I was in the Garden for the Rangers, we lost to the Lightning uh, in the playoffs. So that was a fun redemption. Killed that. Yankees were winning the whole game. It was tied for a little bit. We were scared. But Cole was dealing, which we were hyped about. For sure. And then... They played the Rizzo home run on the on the board, which I already knew it because like I already watched it on my phone. Then I saw that they posted Rizzo, so I that was sick. I wish I recorded it. The Garden went absolutely nuts. That was like a really really cool moment. Like Rangers home opener, Yankees ALDS game one. Cole killed it. Rizzo with the with the crazy home run. Like that was it. Was, that was really cool because we don't really get that where like everybody's rooting for the same team. That it feels like at the same time in New York with all the sports going on. So that was cool. Of course, reeling off the Jets. But man, New York Knicks, dude. I I am really excited that this season's starting right around the corner. We just said or we just finished our third preseason game. There's only one more, dude. It's just like football. Right? There's only one more to go here. And damn. Really soon, it's going to be Rangers are going to be on Yankees playoffs. The Jets are a real team. The Giants are a real team. You know, if you feel that way, apparently the Islanders are going to be good if you feel that way. Like I don't New York sports right now. They're they're, they're on a come up. New York sports, get that Stringer Bell gift from the wire. Streets need to know that we're back up and running. New York baby, New York is back up and running. Let's go! Finally, some good stuff for New York happening, man. If you're a Mets fan, sorry, but hey, at least you got the Yankees, Jets, Giants, Knicks. Sorry, Greg. Sorry to do that to you. <laughs> but we got the Yankees, Knicks, Giants, Jets. Eh, I don't know about that other basketball team. If you're a Buffalo other, Bills fan, that other, ba- you. <laughs> the other ba- that other basketball team, though, it's the best team they ever had with KD on it. So they're 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 looking good too. They're happy. 
Uh, as happy as they can be, they just don't have a big man. Other than that, they're they're rolling it high. And as you mentioned, the Buffalo Bills, bro, they're killing it in New York too. So, hey, man, New York is back up and running. But this is a Knicks podcast, so let's let's talk about these New York Knicks, man. They just oh, played. Come up. That's why that that that's why that's why we're so hyped. I mean, I know they lost, but that's why we're on, that's why we're so hyped, dude. The New York Knicks are are are, are the closeout here. If the New York Knicks were bad, everyone would not be as excited about New York being uh, on the come up to be a sports town. But the Knicks really round everything out here. For sure, man. And tonight it was a sad loss. I mean, they had the lead for most of it and they lost it towards the end of the game in the second half. But I know people are going nuts right now and there's a lot of things that are going on. It's like, how do you everyone feel about Cam Reddish? You know, Julius Randle had a good game. People are all upset with Quickly's decision-making because they're like, oh, well, he's not actually a point guard, but... I got my thoughts on that. And then you also have, how did we lose this game? Da, 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 da. We shouldn't lose this game to the Pacers. Who cares? It's okay. It's preseason. We're well, not going to win them all. 82 well, and 0. I don't know. 82 and 0 is still looking good, man. <laughs> 82 and 0. Go on pace. Oh, man. Look, it's a long season. It's preseason. You're still working out some of the kinks. It's mm-hmm. okay. I look at this game that it was lost because if you look at what times that people came in, you had Hartenstein that came in at the five minute mark, quickly came in at the four, you had Obi at the three, uh, you had Cam Reddish coming at two, and then Dew started at the beginning of the fourth quarter and they all played the remainder of the fourth. It's a lot of time. Pacers, besides Matherin, and, um, I forget who their point guard is right now. I'm looking it up, but besides Matherin and their point guard, everybody else, their three, four, and five came in Midway through, more close to midway through the through the fourth quarter. So you're talking about most of the team having fresh legs against our guys just running out of gas towards the end. But I also hear people. I, I get that. That's why I'm not taking too much too much out of the preseason game. In relation, think about playing 45 minutes straight of pickup basketball. Think about your legs and how exhausted they are. That's how they felt, especially considering that they played a second quarter. All right, so they played. A lot of minutes tonight. Let's, let's, let's just pull off the brakes. It's okay. They quickly hive. It's okay. Evan wasn't shooting that well tonight. They needed someone to shoot. I think quickly was like, Hey man, we need some shots. We need some three pointers. You got to go do it. Didn't really work out that way. That's just my takes on, that's my takes on the game. I'm not too, I'm not too stressed about that. Cam Reddish though, man, through three preseason games, (laughs) 80% has been bad. With 20, 20 to 25%, 80% has been bad. 20% has been good. Okay. It's tough. It's tough for Cam Hive right now. It's tough for the Cam Hive. Alex, I was told that Tibbs needed to be fired and we needed to also fire Leon Rose all because Cam Maddish didn't play minutes. <laughs> I've literally been told that up until like two weeks ago. That's all Tibbs is the worst coach ever. He's so stingy. He doesn't get girls. He's a loser. All these things because he doesn't play Cam Reddish. And when we play Cam Reddish, he either gets hurt, he's really inefficient, he makes boneheaded plays on the offense. Talk like, how can you in this with the same mouth hate Julius Randle and his offense and like Cam Reddish? Like how? how? Like I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. He. Everything you hate about Julius Randle's offense, 
that's what Cam Reddish stars in. That's what that's like that's what that's what he majors in. <laughs> like I, I don't understand. It's Oh man. Well, I we all know why. Randall had this immaculate season two years ago and then just fell off a cliff. And then with Cam is just all potential and what he could be and the whole theory of what is Cam Reddish? You know, you had the whole PG-13 Tracy McGrady comps. And it's like, guys, can he just be a role player coming off the bench first before we even give him that, you know, those monikers? Can we just do that first? And look, man, I feel bad for Cam, but it's also like Cam also has to do the work himself. Like defensively, he's fine. I think defensively, from what I see, he's solid on rotations, solid doing all that stuff. Offense, I don't get some of these moves, man. Like he, I need him to drive to the basket more. I need him to stop trying to be all flair with like these spin around turn, these spin step back threes. It just doesn't make sense. Like I know you're athletic, but just before you could go from in the league for any other player that we've watched, right? You got to do the basics first before becoming that type of guy. That you're like, all right, you have clearance. You have the green light to do anything because you're just that dude. And Cam Reddish plays like he's gotten the green light to be that dude. And it doesn't make any sense. The whole point while he was down in Atlanta is that they wanted him to carve out a role as a role player coming off the bench before you get moved up to that next step, being a starter, playing majority of minutes. He didn't do that. We heard, we heard what it was. He's represented by Clutch. He wanted to be a starter. He thinks he's more than just a role player. Okay, cool. Comes to the Knicks, and we're asking him to do the same thing again. We're, we're asking him, can you just show us to be solid in a row? And I know what everyone says, and they keep saying it. Well, he had that thing against Milwaukee when he was on the Hawks. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Like, yes, there's talent there. I agree. There is some talent in there. But can he put it together just to be a solid basketball player, player first before being that guy? That's all I'm asking. And so far on the offensive side, haven't seen it yet. There's been more, flashes, but haven't seen it. And more importantly, does he deserve a spot in this rotation? And I, I think it's obvious that the answer is no. And I think the coaching staff always knew that. I think they gave some grace to Cam Reddish all of last season because he came in halfway through the year. Honestly, half of it being liberal about it. it was like maybe towards the last third of the season came in, didn't play. Remember, he was nursing an him. ankle injury before he got to play too. Yeah, they let him rock. They were like, listen, just shoot around with us. You used to come out to shoot arounds the early ones. Right. If you came like the, the pre pre game when we had access to that, like he was well, always there was that, for that one that we went to for that t- Timberwolves game. Was that January, February? Cause he was still, he didn't even play yet. He was still, you That's know, what I'm saying he was always yeah. there. He would always show up and then he would leave before like the big media came, like where they were reporting on it. And they let him rock for a whole offseason. And they let him play now in these preseason games. And like you said, he threw out his numbers. He stinks, man. He just There's no spot for him in this rotation. It's unfortunate because he's the only small forward off the bench. Right? right I now, mean, if like, Grimes was here, he's not getting any minutes. You know yeah, that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, Grimes, like, like, he's a natural shooting guard. He's moving up to small forward. But... That, 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 that's a natural position for Cam, man. He had this opportunity to jump in there. Grimes hasn't even played the preseason. Like, this should have been Cam Reddish's spot, man. And all he proved to me was he's not that guy. I'm happy he proved it. Like, you can't go one for six from three. You just can't do it. 
Like that's that's a tough look, man. You're not gonna work on Tibbs as on bad shots, bro. It's like there was I I saw him take that turnaround. <laughs> he was <laughs> wide open for three, and that was some good ball movement. It went from Hartenstein to quickly to McBride, all the way to Cam in the corner, wide open. And he doesn't you gotta knock that down when you're wide open. Yeah. These the these are your opportunities. That's gonna be Grimes, that's gonna be Fournier, and those those are gonna fall through. Honestly, th- that could be D Rose. That could be quickly at some point too. And and those players are gonna have to knock it down. Hopefully it's uh a lot less of Obi, but if you can knock him down uh, at some point, that'd be nice. I remember those old days where RJ was hitting at was leading the league like at a forty like seven percent clip or whatever it was from from that corner three. Yep. So that'd be nice if he gets in there. We 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 mentioned Hartenstein here. What do you think about him? And he's so up and down, like he is going to give us fits as New York really fans this year. We are. I'm telling you right now, put it on the books. We are going to fight about Hardenstein. Not you and I. Maybe you and I. I'm like, this is the Knicks <laughs> fan base in general, man. I don't even know what side I'm going to fall on because there's some places I'm like, dude, what is this guy doing? And there's other places I'm like, give the ball to Hardenstein. He's going to do everything. He's going to make the right pass. He's That's why he's backup center, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so interesting. What's your, what's your take on him, man? Because I know it's only three games, uh, but you know, the, the season, the preseason opener is right around the corner on Friday. And then before you know it, he's going to be playing in Memphis <laughs> in a game that matters. So what do you think solid, about him? Solid on the defensive glass. You know, he had 10 rebounds tonight, had seven points, went one for three from three. That's fine for a stretch five. Nothing crazy. Um, two for four from the field, you know, hit both of his shots at the free throw line. Had five dimes, dude. Having a passing <laughs> big, that, that stat right there is huge for a second unit that can move. He's, he found McBride. He was finding Obi Toppin. He was just finding everybody, man, in rhythm who was cutting back door, dropping bounce passes, dude. And he had the nice outlet to Obi Toppin too. Like it was iconic Kevin Love pass, like okay. full court pass. Okay. And, I, I know he looks like Kevin Love. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying he looks like Kevin Love. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying iconic. I'm just saying that pass was very iconic. That's all I'm saying. He's a solid passing big. That's all I'm getting at, dude. Let me give you another comparison, though, that he honestly does give me a little bit of vibes. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I think we have recency bias, especially now in the recent days. He's been in the news a little bit. He gives me Draymond Green vibes. Hmm. Like not not this year's Draymond Green, but like remember a couple of years ago where he he would just knock down that that three pointer when you needed to. He was always scrappy on the floor, and he gets nice assists, man. Draymond Green till this day gets assists, but he obviously his shot right now the backpack's been getting heavier on him, and like I don't know what's going on with his shot. It's just not falling anymore. But at one point he had the perfect amount of books in his backpack, and he was <laughs> knocking down those threes, and that's exactly what Hardenstein. Looks to me, man, and he makes boneheaded plays, and you get all pissed off about. He gets a million fouls. Like he is, he just he just gives me like that typical Draymond vibe, and I wonder what this means for Jericho Sims too. The only difference I'll say is that 
uh, Draymond one can play point forward. Of course. And two is like one of the top best defenders we've ever seen at his position in a very long time that can guard all five. That, yeah. that, as you know, that's obviously the only, those, those are very big differences, but I get what you're, I get what you're getting at with, uh, with that Draymond Green comp, a big that can just pass, shoot a little bit, do all those things. Those dumb things and you get pissed off about it, be like, all right, it's fine. Like next play, yeah, man, you, you, you know what? Back. It is what it is. He's a backup center. And guess exactly, what? That's yeah. the reason why he's a backup center. And that's fine. I think with the second unit, when you have some passing like this and when the offense starts to stall, it's just another dimension that we just, have in the arsenal to get things going the way he found McBride today and Obi Toppin even passing to Emmanuel quickly guys who were cutting that's the stuff that I, I'm like there you go you know who I wish was cutting like that for him to find Cam Reddish but I won't go I won't go down that lane yeah uh, I think we did enough but for Jericho Sims man I don't know dude like I still think Sims is going to get his chances in here I the, look you know Mitch Mitch has gotten better with his fouls. <laughs> but if Harden seems like this, you know Sims is going to come in here. This is our center. We saw, and we saw. Pick your poison, preseason. bro. Pick your poison. Is it going to be Mitch or is it going to be Harden? Who's going to get the five? <laughs> it could go either way, man. But that's what yeah. I'm saying. I don't think Sims is completely out. And with Sims, we saw a game preseason, in the second preseason game, I think just to get him run. But Hardenstein wasn't great that game. Sims come in, comes in, and it's like, okay. We have a, we have a third center break glass in case of emergency. That's where Sims is right now because he's still developing as a player. If Sims could offer, if Sims post game gets better and he can work the short roll and really pass to everybody, we're, we're, we're talking another level to Jericho Sims as a center. But until he does that, Hartenstein, just because of what he offers for, for stretching the floor and helping the second unit. It's going to be different, man. It'll just be different. I don't know. What are your thoughts about Jericho Simpson? Where is he? Where, where do you feel that he will fit into this rotation lineup? Whatnot. I mean, the writing was on the wall once they start once they uh, signed Hardenstein. I mean, they signed all four. I can't. Even, I didn't realize they signed uh, all three centers this year. They resigned yeah. Mitch. They signed Hardenstein as a free agent, and they uh, gave that extension to Sims. I didn't realize all three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. He kind of knew where he was. He knew his role, right? As soon as it started. Uh, but I, I agree. I think he's going to get into these games. I think Mitch, uh, is going to get into foul trouble at some point. Hopefully he's healthy. I think Harnstein's going to get into foul trouble. Hopefully he's healthy. You know what I mean? They have the same issues. And I think Sims is going to get his time. And yeah, I, th- I think that's good that we're going to keep him kind of healthy. Is he going to be, uh, running in Westchester or not anymore? He's like on the squad. I think he's on. Yeah, he's on the squad. He, he okay. won't be down. He, he, I don't think he'll be down in, in Westchester at all. Okay, uh, that's cool. You know, last like year he was a, he was a two he was a two way player last year. Yeah, I think he will have many opportunities to get on the court just because you look at the set line. You got five fouls for Hardenstein. If you're if you're trying to save your stretch five for somewhere down the down the line, yeah. Sims can come in here in a pinch. I get ten. On the other hand, yeah. On the other hand, we'll see what happens to McBride. That. I still think is up in limbo because they're still, they're still working Derrick Rose in. You know, he didn't play. Let's see. Where is it? Yeah. He didn't Yo, play. To, to, he didn't play up, tonight. Shout out to I hate Sean. Uh, I don't know what, what, uh, podcast he was on, but I saw a video of him talking to Robert Horry. Yeah. Uh, uh, on one of these pods. And then he, uh, they were like, uh, 
they were clouded on Sean a little bit talking to because uh, he was hyping up the Knicks, and so they made him go to the bench. And so he's like, "We have the best bench in the league. We have the best bench in the league." So he's like, "Going, he's like, we have D Rose and Robert Horry." He's like, "No, like don't, like don't even say, D- like don't even say D Rose because like that gives you like a different meaning in your head." You know what I mean? Like it's it's not D Rose. He's just some guy named Derek. He has the same name, but he's not just the D Rose that you know. However, I would come back and say, "Is the two years ago? Can that be the D Rose that we're talking about? Because he was fine on the Knicks. Like that that D Rose, the, the Knicks D Rose is is good with me. And I think yeah, it can I, be that. I think pe- the the name weight. I wrote this for Knicks Fan TV two years ago when I was writing about how he was so." key to Emmanuel quickly and, and yes. mostly Emmanuel quickly. And I said, the weight of his name still carries heavily around the league. When you hear Derrick Rose, you got to respect Derrick Rose, but it's not the Derrick Rose that was MVP Chicago Bulls. The Derrick Rose now is still a highly effective bench player. And I don't think he should be looked down upon as what you're, as what you're making it sound like. If that's the case, that's crazy because he's still a legitimate veteran and still a productive player. I know he got injured last season, but prior to his injury, that second unit was humming because of him. We just saw how everything unraveled once he got injured. Derrick Rose is still important. To me, Derrick Rose is still an important member of the second unit until I see otherwise. And even a little bit during preseason, he's fine. So if that's the case, if that's the case, then you're right. McBride is in trouble because Cam Reddish is going to go for Grimes and Cinder is going to stay there for insurance on the centers. That means McBride's going to have to go for D Rose. Yeah. I mean, I think Derek, I think Derek Rose will have nights where he's not going to play based on the scheduling and stuff not like even that. Dress? He might dress, but I don't think he'll play. He'll dress, but I don't think he will play. I think you'll have uh, McBride come in there, but I still think to keep McBride active, you'll send him down to the G League more than you would do so Sims because Sims legitimately our center situation could go any which way. <laughs> I can't say that about the point guard position. You know Brunson's going to get 30-plus minutes, and I feel like quickly would be the next guy up before Derrick Rose to do that. Uh, okay, but this is a good transition because our boy at Shim Murphy 7 yeah, catch him on the Winning Picks Weekly uh, playlist that we do the full college football slate and the NFL gambling slate. We go through the full slate uh, with the spreads on our Knicks Common Jets Common ATC YouTube. Um, Chip was asking us what weird props he likes for the Knicks this year. Mm-hmm. And most of them were a lot revolved around these three things. And I want to talk about them. And they're all pretty similar. It's three our three top guys are Nick's big three. You can call it the poor man's big three. Call it whatever you want. It's the Nick's big three I think right the, now. I think, I think the moniker they've gotten right now is called the mid three. <laughs> no problem. The mid three. You don't think they could all average over 20 points a game? Ooh. The potential's there for them to actually do that. Someone's not, though. I'm going to say someone is definitely not. RJ will. RJ will average over 20. The question is, will it be Brunson or Randall who will be the second player? I think there's going to be one that doesn't. 
That's for first year, all of them coming together. That's a pretty high bar, in my opinion, to have them all averaging 20. That means who's the question mark? I think it goes. I think the question mark is either Brunson or Randall, who will be the next player to average 20. I think RJ's a lock. You don't think Randall's going to average 20 points a game? That would be a really disappointing season for him. I don't think so. More disappointing than last year. No, I don't think so. If he, no, I think if he's averaging, it's not far from 20. Like if he averages 18, eight and four while being efficient and you're still winning, that's fine. Cause I think Brunson still needs his shots and somebody else, Fournier's got to get some shots. I just tonight Fournier was getting shots. So I think Brunson's the question mark because I don't think Brunson needs to score to be effective in the game. I think RJ and Randall do. I think if they don't score 20 points a game, the the Knicks are a, a top six seed. They're not a playoff team. So for tonight, Randall got 13 points, eight rebounds, five assists. You're going to get games like that from Randall. And he yeah, was very 25 minutes. He's not going to only play for 25 minutes. I know, but I'm still saying like you give him another what? 10. So if you give him another 10, do you think he'll get, he'll get you up to what? 18. That's what I'm thinking. Like if you shoot him like this. Yeah. He shot, he shot no free throws. Yeah, so, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I think this is easy. If he plays thirty five minutes, yeah, two more baskets and a couple free throws. Yeah. I, I, I think I think Randall will be averaging twenty points a game, especially because he's gonna care a lot more this year, mm-hmm. but in general, because we're gonna be in the game. We're gonna be in the game every single night because of Jalen Brunson. Because Jalen Brunson is a real point guard. We've been screaming at the top of our lungs. People are finally coming and, and seeing that. RJ Barrett. So he's then, becoming a real basketball player, dude. He's, he, he, he's, dude, he's he looked phenomenal tonight. He looked yeah. phenomenal tonight. Finishing around the rim is looking oh. easy to him. I was gonna easy. say that he's not he's not hesitating at the rim, and it's that's huge. And he looks fluid as he's attacking. When he's out in transition, one on one, he just knows what to do and how to position his body. It's he crazy. Gets the free throw line and actually hitting yeah. free throws. Six for seven tonight, man. Dude, he's he went seven for, for fourteen, including one for five from three. I mean, unbelievable! <laughs> like you know, if he fixes it, imagine if he knocks his threes down. That's crazy. That's what we're saying. So, but uh, I hear so I hear you, I hear you on that, and you make a really valid case for why Rand would be the second dude because you even look tonight, Brunson with eleven points, although he went four for fourteen, one for th- from the field, one for three. From three, I'm more nervous about Brunson. Free throws. Definitely but, nervous about the twenty points for Brunson. That's for sure. Where, where? But I was, but I was going to ask. So you're definitely on, on the same page with me that one of them is not hitting twenty because I don't see all three of them hitting twenty, especially in the about, first. I'm more worried about the the Brunson because I just don't think he needs to. But I think that he can average twenty points, and it's possible that he will. I just like Fournier is going to be on. on. Fournier is going to be on a couple nights. You know what I'm saying? Grimes is going to be on. Quickly is going to drop 25. So, you know, that kind of stuff is going to happen. So he's going to get like 16 points, 17 points. I think he's going to drop 30, you know, once or twice, Brunson this year. I just don't think he's going to average to, you know, uh, over 20 points per game like by the end of the year. Okay. Okay. And you know what? The more I think about it, the more I, I can agree with you on that. Because when you look at Jalen Brunson's career, he hasn't really been average, averaging that that much, close to twenty. Yeah, but he's never played this many minutes. 
I mean, last season was the closest he's played. He's played 31 minutes. He played, I'll say 32 minutes, averaged, averaged 16 points per game last season. Okay. Shot over 50% from the field. Good efficiency. Good efficiency. Shot 37% from three. Good efficiency. Not high volume threes. He went one, but good efficiency. I mean, by that mark, but on that efficiency, he went four for 14 today, but he cleans that up. He's almost at 20 points today. He only played 30 minutes, and it's going to go up during the regular but season. But I'm saying with 32 minutes, how many more? Because you still got to get Derrick Rose quickly. You have to get Grimes. Like, all these guards need minutes, man. Evan Fair. Fournier, they're all guards. They all need the minutes. They're going to be sharing mostly. I know. Especially, it's going to be mostly Brunson, Derrick Rose, and a little bit of quickly, in my opinion. But Can we talk about I agree, quickly? I, before we do, I agree with you that Yes, I, I would probably be more hesitant on Brunson more so than Randall. I agree with you there. Can we talk about quickly so. here? Because he's the guy that kind of worried me today. Why? Lots of volume, right? I mean, last time, I'm just worried if the Knicks just aren't putting quickly in the position for him to succeed. So last year in the preseason – slash summer camp or whatever, we had him try to be a point guard. It didn't really work out, okay? Even though he was great as a six-man, that six-man role, we said, no, we want you to be that point guard. Everybody's screaming point guard, point guard. Didn't work out. Now, coming back again, year three quick, he has a chance to, I mean, in a perfect world, he would be the the best best, best sixth man uh, for this team. Like, if we were creating a team with no bench, like, to start with, like, Obi Toppin, perfect power forward, backup, Emmanuel quickly, sixth man. You know what I mean? Come in there, be that shooting guard, and and, and kill it. That would be perfect. You know what I mean? Obviously, we have the Grimes-Fournier situation. I just feel like he's out of his element. Do you think he's going to be doing too much when he's on the court? Or... Is he going to be actually the perfect catalyst when Brunson's on the bench? So it's going to be like kind of Brunson's running the show or Quickly's running the show because you got to keep that tempo up. And they're the only two that can really keep it up for long periods of time. I think Rose does it in spurts when he's healthy. Uh, I think RJ could maybe do it in a spurt or two, like, you know, once or twice a game. And that mm-hmm. kind of sustains it. Like, what, what are your thoughts on Quickly? I, I know we want to be positive. I, I know I want the best for Quickly, you know, that. If he does great, we do great. You know, I I still remember him sa- literally saving games from hitting three-pointers for us. You know, so we want him to be good. I'm just wondering, like, if he's going to only have, like, 13 to 15 minutes or, like, 15 to 18 minutes or, like, 18 to 21 minutes, like, is he going to uh, be weird with the ball, you know? I don't think so, in all honesty. Um, and I think today was just a product of what the game was. No Derrick Rose today. You needed someone to come in here and just, you know, create something out of nothing. And I'm trying to hold on one second. I'm trying to see because quickly, yeah, I mean, quickly was one of our top fourth quarter scorers last season. And I'd just say, yeah, Manuel quickly was our number one fourth quarter scorer last season out of all of our players. Averaged five points in the fourth quarter, which was the highest. Next was RJ with 4.7, Randall with 4.1. Um, I still think quickly is, 
important, I think, for tonight's game without Derrick Rose. When he's been coming in, Tibbs has made a concerted effort to kind of stagger for a little bit. So Brunson will be in there with quickly. And while he's, while quickly's with a point guard, I think he's just in that shoot mentality because that's who he needs to be. Especially when you got Brunson out there running the show. It's like, quick, your job is to shoot and go create. Mm-hmm. And I think he was stuck in that mode today because he also brought in McBride. McBride tried to do a little bit of today. Uh, but I think quickly kind of lost his way in what he needed to do. And you also had Fournier out there putting up a lot of threes. You also had, it was quickly Fournier, Reddish. It was those guys putting up a lot of threes today. Randall put up a lot of threes and so did RJ. But I think for the purpose of having your guards put up shots and your wings, that was their role today. Put up shots, hit some threes. Let's get something going. And it just didn't work out that way. It was just, it was gross. It was gross today. I'm not too worried about it. I still think, and we saw quickly embrace that point guard role pretty well towards the end of last season. I still think that's in there. But once again, you can't be good with something unless you get a lot of repetition doing it. And it's just hard. It'd be like me saying, Hey, John, I want you to be half an attorney and half a mechanic. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be great at both. You're going to be like, all right, I'll get it someday. I won't get it the other day. You know what I mean? So if you, fully invested and quick to be that point guard, which they haven't. I think they just like him being this combo guard. That's what he is right now. And I think that's why he's so good as a six man, because he's a combo guard. You know, depending on the game, what you need from him, if you put him into that mindset saying, I need you to be that playmaker, he'll be like, okay, go out there, be that playmaker. Hey, I need you to be that shooter today. Okay, I'm going to go out there and be that shooter today. He has, I think he has two roles on this team and it's hard for him to go back and forth. But this is the thing that's been part of Quickly's scouting report is that he can go hot or he can go freezing cold, man. And today was just that freezing cold. He did this in college in Kentucky. He did this. He's been doing this since he's been a Nick. This is just who he is. This is that's all I ask from him is just to be consistent as a shooter. And you know, it's preseason. I'm not making too much of it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna make too much of it. Just a full episode, just a full episode. We're going to talk <laughs> about it all next week, all one hour, John and I deep dive into quickly and what he can do. No, I was playing. Uh, but no, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, but I'm expecting to get some more similar nights like this during the regular season, just cause that's who he is. It's just, can we get more of him being on than off? Fair enough. Fair enough. But before we get out of here, I know this is a preseason game. I know this is a sensitive topic in Nick's we're, land. We're talking Julius Randle. <laughs> talking Julius freaking Randle, baby. Talking Julius freaking Randall, Alex. He has a he has a point guard. Is this going to be the best contract in basketball? With uh, Brunson being the point guard, <laughs> Julius Randall. He's going to be a, 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 in, in what? When's the salary cap next year? The the, the contract's going to be going crazy. One or two years. Uh, I think so. I think so. Julius Randall. Whether you like it or not, is the catalyst for whether or not the Knicks will be a, a playoff team this year. And if we make the playoffs, he is the reason we will either win a series or lose a series. And hmm. honestly, he showed that when in the year of the fourth seed, he took us throughout the whole regular season, carried us, and he sucked against Atlanta, and we sucked against Atlanta. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
and he sucked last year, and the Knicks sucked last year. <laughs> and I think this year we finally have the pieces around him to be good, and I think he's going to be good, and I think the Knicks are going to be good. And I believe that the narrative, I'm telling you, Wednesday, October 12th, the na- after the Indiana preseason game that we lost 109 to 100. The narrative will be, oh yeah, great. The Knicks are doing it in the regular season. We've seen this, we've seen this before. Let's see what happens in the playoffs. Last time they got killed by Atlanta Hawks team, which is our, our fraudulent. And let's see what happens. Let's, let's look that 100% Tibbs doesn't win in the playoffs. Tibbs the regular season, uh, a guy, Julius Randle, regular season guy. The, the, I'm telling you that that's going to be a narrative when the Knicks do well. So I kind of like where we are right now where the Knicks are supposed to suck. People are laughing at me. Uh, when I say the Knicks are going to make the playoffs, they're going to be a top six seed in the Eastern Conference. Mm. Not going to be a play in. And people are laughing at me. I'm telling you, the Knicks are legit because they have a bench and because they have point guards on the court to start uh, and on the bench. It used to be one or the other. You start one for seven minutes as like a ghost point guard, and then you put the real point guard in, and then like once he gets tired, you put the other backup in, and then maybe like switch it out. No, we have point guards on the court at all times. And Obi Toppin's a real player too. Um Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes, like those are catalysts on our bench, man. I do think we have the best we have argue uh, with that with no argument, we have a top five bench in the league. No argument. Yes, I'll give you that. No, like hundred percent top five. And what? That's it. That's all I can ask for. Some of those are I, in the West. So, like, we are a top six team in the East, man. That's that's all I have to say. It's not a reaction to the preseason. All the preseason did was affirm for me because, in general, especially with basketball, with this being such a small preseason too, the only thing you could learn is this team's going to be a disaster or not. And we learned that the Knicks are not going to be a disaster. Like you, you saw, you see some teams around the league. Like, oh, okay. Like I, I see what's happening here. Oh, this team is really thin. With the Knicks, you're like, okay, this team's not going to be a disaster. That's step one. We're going to be way better than last year. And last year, <laughs> we underachieved so badly before the All Star break. I just don't see that happening again. Things are looking up for the New York Knicks, man, for the first time in a long time. You know, I I think Randall will be part of it. I like what Richie said on our podcast, and I agree with it. If you haven't checked out that episode, go check out that episode with Richie Moore, a.k.a. Knicks Media, a.k.a. Jets Media. Does a phenomenal job. Make sure to go check out his channels. He said that is going to be an even offense. And I think that is the success of this team. As long as Randall can carry his part, I don't think because we made the playoffs as a four seed two years ago on the shoulders of Randall and having a solid second unit, but mostly on the shoulders of Randall. Now it can be a team sport, and you hear it in Tibbs' voice and in his pressers. Last season, how many times did we hear it has to go through Julius? That was like the mantra. It has to go through Julius. It's a team sport, but it's got to go through Julius. Mm-hmm. You know, Julius, this season, you mm-hmm. listen to Tibbs pressers. It's how does Julius fit? Much different tone. Much different tone. Good. And I agree with that. It has to be how does he fit? So 
I think Randall will only be part of the equation because I think the other part is if RJ is what he's like right now in preseason, if Brunson continues what he did in, in Dallas, if we have that second unit that you're talking about, it's going to be a collective team effort. That gets us there. I think well, Randall's just got to put Randall's just got to be part of the puzzle. It's not going to be on the shoulders. It's just part of the puzzle. I'll tell you what. I could foresee a scenario where we have a couple all stars. I could, I could foresee a scenario. Oh, oof. it's wow. possible. No, I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's probable. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying I could foresee a scenario where the Knicks win games, and you just Let me- just by sheer numbers, you have to honor. RJ Barrett, like you just like he's you know you, like his numbers are going to be there, or you have to give props to Jalen Brunson, you know. But or, it's tough. I know it's tough because the guards are tough to get into. Or we got to also give respect to the guy that we haven't mentioned yet. That's Mitchell Robinson because he's been consistent throughout this entire preseason. Mitch is in shape and he's looked solid. Listen, I don't know if Mitch is going to get these All Star Game credentials, but he could be on the list for Defensive Player if he beco- if he if he is who he who he says he is. Forget what anyone else says. If Mitch Robinson is who he says he is, this defensive monster, this guy who's also going to affect the the center on the offense too, right? That 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 that's his plan. And you wear you wear that other guy down, man. You wear the other guy down on both sides of the floor. And I've played big man plenty of times in my life. When the other, when when the other center or the other big man is one dimensional, it's the biggest relief because I can literally take off for half the game. And that's what people are doing against Mitch Robinson. They're literally taking off because they know he's not going to do anything on the offense. And on the defense, he, the Knicks weren't really a defensive juggernaut. Now they are. You see what happens when the guards keep getting back on D. It's easy to be the anchor when the guards are playing hard. You know what I mean? It's not like every defensive play is you break it and then there's somebody behind me and then I get in trouble because I ain't got the back door and then I get a highlight on me because somebody alleyed on my head. Like, Mitch Robinson is going to be big. I don't think he's going to get the accolades, but he could be on a, on like a first, second, maybe not first, but we're going to get a second, third defensive team, and that would be huge for Mitch. That'd be great. Mitch has looked great this this preseason so far. Oh, yeah. He's come back in shape, especially on the offensive glass. We all know that's Mitch's strong suit. Defensively, he's been there, active hands, boxing guys out. He's actually been much better boxing people out. Yeah. I saw him boxing out Miles Turner today. I was like, oh, Miles Turner's not moving you right now? Pretty solid. Freaking Miles Turner, bro. Get that. I don't want to hear that man for any trade rumors to my basketball team. None of that stuff is happening anymore, dude. The I know, but just, I, don't coming want to, down. I don't want to even think, I don't even want to think about it. That is just gross. We're he, back. He hasn't made a, he hasn't made a three point shot, which he's been known for. He's, he hasn't made a three point shot at all this preseason. Let me tell you something, Alex. At the, all. The New York Knicks Zero. rumors are going to be back to superstars. <laughs> We're done with the, with the random person here, random person there. From now on, it's going to be: Can this team, can this player get us over the top? I started with Donovan Mitchell. I think that was like the beginning of it all. But from now on, it's going to be disgruntled superstar. I don't think it's going to be disgruntled role player. I think we might make like you know little moves here and there. We mentioned at the top Cam Reddish. We mentioned McBride a little bit. Like there are players that are going to interest other teams that don't necessarily have a spot in our rotation that we can maybe capitalize on. We'll see how Fournier does. Hopefully today was just a fluke. You know what I mean? Hopefully Grimes is healthy. We never talk about this. We just assume he's going to be healthy. 
Well, he got I mean, he got some practice in. Uh, Tiz has been up to date on him. No. Uh, he's got some practice in, but uh, I know time is ticking, bro. Next week, next week we got we got we got to play a real game. He's gonna come off with, with no preseason. Like last preseason game is this Friday. I know uh, he better play. So he was doing some drills. He didn't do all of them. We'll see if he's back this week. But he's out of a boot. He's out of a boot. It's a good That's start. Good. Yeah, he was in practice. He was at that practice uh, uh, in Harlem the other day. Yep. So he was he was yep. doing yep. His, he was doing his stuff. Yep. So we'll see. I don't know, man. I'm feeling pretty good about this next team. This loss doesn't really. I mean, I get it. Doesn't really bother me. I mean, I would be exhausted too if I played, you know, second quarter, then a fourth quarter and a half, uh, a quarter and a half of basketball to end it off. Think about people. That's like we're talking about 16 minutes of basketball. We're talking about 17 max minutes of basketball for some of these guys. In reality, that's 45 minutes straight of playing between mm-hmm. stop and go. That's exhausting. If you haven't played pick a ball and played 45 minutes straight plus another beforehand, it's like an hour. Talk about an hour hour work worth of basketball. Yep. Your legs are dead. All right, John. I think that covers it for for today. We got a preseason game this next week, but uh, season starting soon, man. I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna be uh, full swing everything by next week. Yeah, man. I'm already uh, I'm already starting to take some uh, Knicks some like NBA playoff parlays on both sides. Add the Knicks in there. Took some before, uh, before we get before we get division. that one Give us your top three. Uh, give us your top three. Oh well, for playoffs, I, I think I think for the, I think the guarantees like that are fun off the top of my head for the West. The only play, teams I could like confidently like take is the the Clippers, mm. the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Greg. Don't worry, don't forget them, and the Denver Nuggets. And those are easy, but I think those three are definitely making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And on the East, it's crazy to me that the uh, again off the top of my head, it's crazy to me that Boston is always is the favorite right now. I think that's crazy. They're missing their center. They're missing a coach. Uh, I'll go with the Knicks. Obviously, I think they're like plus two fifty or something, or plus two fifty or something like that. I'm, I, I take them to anchor it down. I take the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, because they're not a huge favorite right now. They're going to be very soon uh, to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then I round it out with, which unfortunately, I think this is the best team in the whole league. But the Bucks, I just take the Bucks because I I think the Bucks are going to win it. So those six, I take in every single parlay. Now, even if I like, like if I take the Yankees money line, I throw in those six because I I uh, I'm, I'm I'm ready to go for this year. But I also for fun, I mean we're in the winning picks weekly. Etc. Part of this pod right now, but for fun, I've been taking just because I'm on a I'm on a real high right now. I've been taking like Jets division, Rangers division, Knicks division, like Yankees to make the World Series, <laughs> uh, and that's like such a, that's only like four things right now, and like that's like paying off so much. So I, I'm making like these little little tiny bets right here, just like because when it's like yo, what more can I ask for right now? I'm the happiest ever. All the sports are hitting. But like, imagine I actually had a parlay with that in. So, just throwing it out there. I'm excited about this New York Knicks season. I'm excited about where the New York Jets are headed. The New York Giants are a real team too. Like uh, everything is good right now. The Rangers are are. I mean, they played like they played like they are out for revenge, man. 
the Rangers are here to do, play. Man. They're here to play this year. So and they're a young team. And no, we got the Yankees, man. We got, we got we got Garrett Cole shutting everybody the hell up. Like we did well without our best two players doing anything with Stan and and Aaron Judge. And we, we we still can't run the bases. It's been our Achilles heel all year. We've been morons on the bases. Well, Again, Chapman is where Miami doing whatever Chapman does. You know what I mean? Dude, we are the vibes are immaculate around <laughs> the New York Yankees, around the New York Knicks, and around the New York Jets. So. Uh, and the New York Rangers, so I, I could not be happier. Even the NYCFC is about to start playoffs right now. They're about to play at City Field. Things are looking good in New York right now, man. Things are looking good indeed, and I think this is a good place to to end it on a on an immaculate vibe statement by by John. So thank you, everyone. And Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for tuning for the Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. You know what to do to help support us for free. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We're also partnered with Minute Media and Fansite, so you can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. We also got that YouTube page. Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC period. No one writes out, et cetera. That shit's wild. You find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button. Leave a comment by add to the conversation. Okay, we want to know your thoughts and opinions. How do you feel about this Knicks, te- this Knicks team this upcoming season? How do you feel about this loss to the Indiana Pacers? What do you think about Cam Reddish? How do you feel about most law being the UEFA Champions League goal scorer, the head league goal scorer? Hey, 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 this is Knicks, not soccer. Wow. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Relax over there. Relax over there. But you you know you're going to put that over? You know you're going to answer that question? Uh, Winning picks weekly. John, video producer Greg and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy, these guys go through every single sport possible. You name it, they cover it. NFL, college football is in season. These guys are giving you their takes. So if you need to put money down the line because – because you are betting on sports. You have sports gambling. These guys got you covered. All right. John's talking soccer. Of course, he's going to talk about most a lot. Come on. What is this? Nuts. Oh, he, got, he, got, he got a hat trick today in the Champions League, man. Did you put, did you put, did you put a prop bet down on that? <laughs> no, I wish I did. That would be sick. <laughs> Liverpool has been making me sick, so I'm just hyped they won. <laughs> they killed him 7 1. Nice. And then, last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you everyone for tuning in for another next episode of the Nick Jets, etc. podcast. We out. Let's go, Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>